Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this very special episode of the Neighbors Livecast. I'm Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible. Super. And you know it's a very special episode because not only are we back in our home, back in the Nubian Human and the Anacostia Art Center in historic Anacostia Southeast, Washington, hey. D.C. It feels good to be back. We got Anika Hobbs over there. Hey. You, you want to come? Say what's up? No, she never does. <laughs> but, and you know it's a special episode because my brother is back. Hey. The one and only Jay Sun, the, hey. the SC3 representative. Thank you. DC's native son. Indeed. Jay Sun. Good to be back. And uh, I know you, you know, you're not tripping. It is definitely 7 o'clock in the evening. We're usually on at 11 in the morning. But uh, <laughs> we call this very special episode. Jay Sun hit me up yesterday for a specific reason. And um, I'm going to let him introduce our guests and talk about why we're here today. Take it away, Jay. Okay, first off, before I get into uh, the, the, the reason why we're here, I just want to acknowledge the guests that we have in the building this evening. We have the Ward 8 Councilman uh, Trayon White in the building, and we also have Brother Malcolm, a.k.a. Ock from City Beats, testing, you know, uh, two very important institutions in our community. And with check, no further check, ado, check. I will get into the reason why we are having this special episode of the Neighborish Livecast. So uh, a couple days ago, I forgot which day it was, Thursday or Friday, um, our councilman acknowledged uh, a line of patrons outside of a, a business um, in the middle of a snowstorm, an ice storm, you know, standing in line for shoes. And in our community, historically, we've had a, a unhealthy obsession with material things in the midst of attempting to pull our way out of uh, our struggle. And, um, and our councilman made some thoughts that were true, um, but they were contradictory in the sense of the, the context and how those thoughts were expressed. And you know, I'm not going to get into it because I want everybody to speak for themselves, but uh, our councilman's counts, uh, words caused some controversy. And the reason being, the words and thoughts that were expressed were um, um, aesthetically in front of one of the, our strongest institutions in our community, a black-owned business uh, uh, who not only owns the business, but owns the building and has provided a service for our community uh, for, for almost uh, two decades. And so it caused uh, a conversation in our community that I felt was uh, exposing negative narratives. And both of these men are vital, important, essential uh, elements of me and my family's life. And so I, once I saw that there was negative narratives on both sides, I took it upon myself to contact each individual brother and, you know, and express uh, my desire to have a sit down and get to the root uh, of, of the discussion because I know them individually, I know them personally, and I know that it wasn't what the, the you know, the, uh, I guess the, the audience was making it out to be. It wasn't as deep as everybody made it, and I felt that it was kind of, you know, uh, tail spinning out of control. So, you know, we met um, yesterday like men, um, and we expressed our thoughts, ideas, and, and expressed not only how to address the issue, but also how to move forward positively, you know, and, and being 
and continuing both of these brothers to be beacons of light in our community. So with that said, you know, before I let Brother Ock from, from City Beats um, speak, I want to give the floor to uh, our councilman, Treyon White. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Let me scoot up. So first of all, I want to thank you, uh, Jay and Dave, for having us here today, and also Malcolm. And I think that um, I thank you for extending the olive branch um, during a controversial time, especially with online platforms. Um, I think that we have to do that more, even when there's uh, contention or conversation or disagreement in our community. I know as men, the first thing we think or hear or is portrayed among our younger brethren is, is physical, right? And it's more than one way to have a disagreement. I think this is a way in which we can have healthy dialogue even if we disagree uh, or agree or either or, you know? And I think that we have to uh, encourage what we want to see more of. But on the content of the message, if you want me to go into that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, and so I guess a couple of days ago, um, it was abrupt. I was riding down, riding up MLK in the morning. It was snowing, uh, uh, and I saw people standing out. And I, I ain't gonna lie, it triggered something inside of me. And I was like, man, I know we ain't still doing this. And that was my initial thought. Um, and I recorded it, uh, and I talked about, I guess, in my comments about how we are in a difficult places of people in this community um, with the with the literacy rates. Um, uh, going down as far as literacy rates going up uh, and we are in a place where we've seen in the last, even right here on this corner in the last right. four yeah. weeks we've seen the shootings and homicides of not just people but black and brown boys and women. Two 15 year olds a baby, um, eight year old baby around the corner, a young lady um, it's, it's been you know, you know the narrative um, and so I, I I felt like uh, I wanted to express how I felt about it, and I do want to uh, say that it may not have been the best way to express it because I am uh, a political figure. I do have a public platform. I do reach uh, tens of thousands of people when I express what I think and feel. Um, but at the same time, I, I like to create a dialogue of people who may not agree. And, you know, it's not all the times healthy, but we can turn it into something healthy, which brings us here today. And I guess my uh, my thoughts was, man, people outside still in line. I had no idea at the time what, what type of shoe they was buying. I knew City Beats sell shoes, you know, sell shoes. I did give me a hat from the other day, so they still has two. Shout out to City Beats. Um, uh, and I was just like, man, come on, we got to do better economically. And then I heard that, you know, and I was like, well, I can't just talk about the price. And I always use we or our, and when I say, because I feel like I'm a part of the same narrative at times, and I know uh, me personally, I'm in a place of growth, and I think we all are in our own space and time. Um, that's why I use our and we, um, and I express that, and it, it, it got some positive feedback and some negative feedback, and which I can take I can take it, but it's about how I respond to it and grow from it and use, use that as a teaching tool for the community. And I think at the end of it, I put a link on, I went and copied the link and put on something on there, about uh, stock or something like that. Um, it wasn't an intention to help me enrich myself with stock. That's what some people were trying to say. Um, but it was just trying to say, if not this, what else we could be doing with those resources? Then I then learned about you know those who uh, flip shoes, and I did research on that, and those who take the shoes and sell them for almost two to three, five hundred dollars more than its value. And I let Brother Malcolm speak to that. But um, it was good for me to come 
meet you at City Beats uh, yesterday with Brother Malcolm and just have some dialogue about how I felt in my convictions and which I stand by, but also be able to hear from a, another perspective, be able to accept that as well. And I think that is what we need to do more of in this community instead of, you know, uh, going back and forth through social media or some leads to shootings, stabbings, fights. You know, we've seen those things take out of proportion, especially with this generation. This is a social media generation has been um, a lot of it has been good and a lot of it has been bad. And so I'll digress with that. But I want to thank you, Jay, for having us here today. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, you know, after your remarks, there was a, a reply with a lot of uh, education and, you know, because a lot of people had the same thoughts you did, including myself. But after speaking with Brother Malcolm, he also had valid points, and I'd like for him to elaborate on his position on, on the incident. First of all, thank you, Jay, for having me here today. No doubt. And um, let me say this right here first to all my people out there. I love this brother right here. So don't ever get it twisted, because I express myself a certain type of way that I don't love the next black man. Those out there that know me, you know, first of all, I have a sense of humor. You know, some people understand it, some people don't. But this is a good brother right here. We got the right man in the right position, and I love it. It was a time in my life he was there for me, and it was a time in, my, in his life I was there for him. You know, it goes without words sometimes that we do things for brothers or sisters and we never even tell them, you know, how we were there for them. And that's how it should be done. When my good brother, no problem, when my good brother did the, uh, the drive-by speaking, <laughs> he hit a lot of people with it. And first of all, before we can go forward with financial education and freedom, we have to love each other. That's number one. Regardless of what we're doing, how we're doing it, we got to love each other and cover each other's faults. That's what makes brothers and sisters. Now, he didn't know, but I knew because I deal with these people each and every week. I know the movers and the shakers. I know the shoe heads. And I know the parents. I know the kids. I know the sisters, the brothers, the aunts and nieces that are out there, we got the week. It's big business. And I'm going to tell you, it is really big business. So I have one client, he told me, this, I have $100,000 worth of shoes. That's his inventory. He's 23 years old. And when he told me that, I was in awe because for you to gain that much inventory and also be able to flip it, and these, these are cats, and I commend them because, you know, a lot of these cats didn't go to college, and some of these cats are in college. As a matter of fact, I had another client, he just bought a condominium, and He's actually in dental school now. How's he doing it? He flipping shoes. So I think, and I was talking to Trey yesterday, and these are some things that we're not aware of. And I used to be in the stock market myself, and that's, that's how I actually 
paid full cities is because I know I've been incarcerated. When I was incarcerated, you know, I learned about the stock market and I had my lawyers, you know, do certain things for me, buy certain stocks for me and invest in certain things. And to be a good businessman, you have to know one thing. Things are constantly evolving and changing. If you're a little older right now, you can remember when you used to go to a video store and pick up a movie. That's insane right now to even think about that. <laughs> blockbuster. Yeah, blockbuster. You know what I mean? And they're going to hit you with a fee. Earl. Earl's with a fee. They're going to hit you with a fee if you're late. You right, know what right. I mean? Come on, man. So, so younger kids out here don't understand that. But, you know, to be in this game and be a businessman, I have to see you recognize certain things. We all should see you recognize certain things. Like even when I was in the stock, I was holding stock. I was a bear. I was, you know, meaning that I hold stock until they increase in value. So when I was being a bear and holding stock, you know, I held these stocks for years until they increased and then I sold them. You know, you got bulls and bears in the market. But if you are amateur, you know, you can't be out there flipping stocks so fast because you're gonna lose yourself, lose all your money. So we're going back to the shoes. So with the shoes, I've never in my life seen a product that you can buy and increase in value so fast. And I recently, I'm gonna say two years ago when I kept noticing all these kids coming in, I'm like, yo, why they keep buying these shoes like that? I had to research myself and I'm in the shoe game. And I really started to figure out, man, this, it's, 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 it's more, more and more, this is a billion dollar business. And StockX is a place where they actually buy and sell shoes. Mm -hmm. And when the comment with Trey made the comment, I was I was kind of drawn back is because the person that owns Stock X is actually the owner of uh, Quicken Loans. Mm -hmm. He's also the owner of the Cavaliers, the basketball team. So you have a Caucasian saying the value of trading shoes. That in three years, that business became a billion dollar business. In three years. So we have to look at everything that we're doing out here in a positive way. And as I express myself, these kids or people, women and men, man, they're not on the corner slinging no drugs. You know, they weren't, you know, standing from a liquor store or you know, doing anything negative. And even the people that weren't buying these shoes and flipping, you have to understand too, that if you like something and you earn the money to buy it, it's a freedom. The freedom that you should have and that's given to us is not to be ridiculed for doing something that is harmless to you and your community. And I also love all the customer community because you know, when I went to institutions to even buy the building, I went to the bank and I was dealing with a, a, a Caucasian and first thing he said to me is this right here, is how, do you, how did you get a shoe account? Because even he know that getting shoe accounts is one of the rarest things you can get. And I want to tell you guys like this, it's one of the men that I know on the East Coast that has a Jordan account. 
and that's Marcus Jordan. So, and that's Jordan's son. So, it's not easy. And it took me almost six years to start dealing with Nike after dealing with New Balance. Well, I'm gonna say three years. And I wanna commend New Balance for actually helping me get started. And I wanna commend Nike because during this pandemic, they actually gave me money from them to pay them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, basically they gave me credit and said use the credit to pay us. Right. So, you know, companies like that, that work in our community, want to deal with us, we have to support. Brands like Brand Jordan, I know some people say some negative things about Jordan as a man, but I want to say this, he's never shamed us as a people. You know, he always opened the doorways for us, and I mean by the doorways, basically saved the NBA. And without saving the NBA, there'd be no jobs or basketball jobs or making the money type of money these young athletes make now. It's because of brothers like him. Only, the only black person that owns a professional basketball team, making more jobs for us. I sell his product, he's making more jobs. He helps feed my family. So we have to understand that we are black men, black women, and every opportunity, let's give us the opportunity to raise us up and not tear us down. So with that said, this is my brother and I'm raising him up. You know, when it happened, I actually responded and I wrote something. And the funny thing is, everybody kind of job went over my response, my written response, and actually went off what I said, you know? And when I said it, it was more so as a diversion for other things, but I'm not gonna really get into it. Um, I, want, I want you guys to sit right here and look at me and this man right here. And one thing he told me, he told me um, yesterday is like, you know, all these shootings in, Washington DC and he's always there for the people, for the parents, for the kids, whatever. And I want you to look at our situation because I'm an old school guy, older than and my man Trey. And at the end of the day, we brothers, we love each other. And you say, oh, you, oh, you said you, I was drunk, I was just having fun with it. The reason I was having fun, I want you to some, sit back and think to yourself right here. I ain't go look for him. I ain't knock on this man's door. I ain't threaten him. None of that. I played the dozens. He here today, I'm here today. We laugh and we love each other. And that's what we need to do, man. It's you guys out there. You know, it's other ways to handle that. And, and, and first of all, it was really, it wasn't even any beef. You know, I, I thought the response would be, he was going to join back for real, like, honestly. And, um, because, you know, this is city, this is how we are, this is how we was raised, you know what I'm saying? We, we're raised, you know what I mean, uh, if we do have any type of different conflict of interest, we handle it a different way. I, I, in, in all the posts I read, nobody put up their, uh, man, nah, nah violence, nothing. You know, nothing about, it wasn't any, any violence. Nobody posted nothing like that. Like, you know, that's what we gotta get at. Is man, listen, you can have disagreements, you know, you can talk about it, 
verbal, verbally. You can write it down. But at the end of the day, son, we here, we, but we love each other, man. We, we honestly care for each other. And like I told him, it's no man that I want to see in this, his position but him. And we need to always think about that, man. Raise, let's raise each other up, man, in every situation, man. Every situation. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I, I, I would be, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> well, I, I got to keep it all the way 100. You know, I was about to say, I would be remiss. Yeah. 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 Say, I would, I but but I had to think out. about the audience. Yeah. I was like, hey, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? <laughs> I would be remiss. Like, let me just use some regular words. You know? <laughs> But yes, that's what I was going to say. But before I, I want to, uh, you know, because there, there are a lot of people, uh, you know, in, in all of our circles uh, who have a deeper, uh, you know, have a deeper questioning of the, the motives of Trey's uh, comments. And, you know, and we all discussed it yesterday when we when we sat down like men and we all agreed that there's a deeper root um, um, dealing with, you know, materialism and, you know, our somewhat addiction to, to, to things and, you know, and people and all types of things that aren't conducive to, to our, you know, liberation at the end of the day. But before so, I just want to know your thoughts on the whole situation, Dave. Because, you know, when I told you about it, you seem to have a real emotional, you know, uh, response to it. And, you know, just me telling you the situation and I value your opinion and, you know, what, you know, because we're always solution based. Like that's the root of this show. The root of the show isn't to come on here and talk and to be seen. The reason, you know, when we at the foundation of the show, it's like, well, if we're going to be doing this, we want to be able to to solve problems, not just to be on somebody's screen. So I'm curious to know your thoughts about the whole scenario. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for, uh, you know, um, putting me on the spot. I appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when you when you called me yesterday and told me about the situation, when you initially explained it to me, you know, uh, we had a conversation, and my initial reaction was, uh, you know, oh, I hear what Trey is saying, definitely, you know. But then um, going back through the situation, I actually went back and read the post and read what you wrote. That you know, like you said, and I noticed a lot of people overlooked that and focused on you know the video, but I noticed Trey read, you know, because he responded to that, and so. Um, but yeah, um, understanding that whole standpoint of it, that's a whole nother, you know, um, just a whole nother area that like a lot of people don't understand about the flipping the shoes, about how this is people's livelihood. So from that aspect of it, this is not them, you know, being out there for just materialism, but they're out there doing their job, you know, they're making their money. And so that's an aspect of it that kind of opened up another, um, avenue for me. And so I can see both sides of the point. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong in this situation. I think that um, the opinions are strong. Um, like I said, I definitely understand Trey's point. And, and it, it's, uh, it's true about materialism and people's focus on it and how, you know, sometimes it can have negative effects on us. And um, I, I definitely understand that. But like I said, it's um, uh, Brother Ock's point. Um, I understood it better researching and reading what he was saying and understanding his, his point of view of it. So. Uh, that's all right. I don't know if that. Thank is. you, Dave. That was good. But now, before I open it up to to the to the brothers, <laughs> the says, that was pretty good, Dave. You know, it's pretty PC. But you know, I guess in our discussion yesterday, I was like, well, you know, at the root of it, there's a short term goal and there's a long term goal. Meaning that if 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 
Brother Malcolm wasn't there. Those people would be in those lines somewhere else in somebody else's community, giving somebody else money to feed their family and make connections with their community. So short term, you know, because we have the long term goal is to dig deep and deal with these uh, connections to institutions that don't necessarily benefit us for the overall long goal. And, you know, so I'm like, well, but right now we're in this moment now. So I'm like, well, because, you know, City Beats provides, you know, basically all of my shoes for me and my children and, you know, and clothing and everything. And and the reason we've become so close is because he knows I only shop at black owned businesses. So if he didn't exist, you know, I would be wearing shoes from the dollar store, you know, saying whoever, you know, saying so I'm glad that he got, you know, fresh fly gear in my community, I'll have to go to Tyson's Corner or Georgetown or so it's like I view him as 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 an institution that is providing a service for our community because at this point we're at in 2021, this is what we do. We fly. We get joys. We wear Nike sweatsuits and hoodies and you know what I'm saying? That's what we do. Now long term I think we need to address that, but that comes through the education system and the and the media and program directors at radio stations and television. You know what I'm saying? But that's we ain't at that level. So the you know so at at this level where we at, he might as well get the you know our hearts and souls and our blood, sweat and tears and our money because we know he's there for us. But that doesn't condone or justify our, our disabling addiction. To these institutions that are not helping our struggle at all. So now I just open it up to both of y'all for for y'all thoughts and expressions and opinions. I think that's a good point, Jay. And I just wanted to note. Um, I was just doing some uh, research and I saw that about in 2019, we as an African American community, we had about 1.4 billion dollars. I'm sorry, 1.4 trillion dollars in spending power. And while we uh, talk about the the you know there's the, always the narrative that the dollar leaves the community the black dollar leaves the community I think that that was that is one of the things I also recognize in this narrative that this, it also stays in this community because while people contacted you people contacted me mm-hmm. saying man Trey I shot there or this brother helped my family when I was locked up you know and those type of things are, 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 are equally as, as important um, and I see that um, as, a, as a city councilman I see the different projects that's in the pipeline for Ward 8. And we on Go Road right now. So from Go Road and MLK to Anacostia Station, it's going to be a billion dollars spent on this block in the next three years, right? And then you go back and increasing the crevices of the community, we have a community infighting about different neighborhoods and blocks. Not knowing if you take 160 steps that way, it's, it's, it's development deals going on. None of these people live in our community. And I think that all that narrative has to be talked about in this conversation as well. And I look at the, the, uh, the black-owned businesses in Washington, D.C. Um, black-owned businesses make up 28% of the businesses in Washington, D.C. That's number one in the country behind um, behind uh, Atlanta. And behind that is, 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 is Merle. Can, can we, we play Black Wall Street? No, we ain't there. Well, 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 I'm glad you said that. You know, part of them I got in the office, I'm a business major by the reading. I know. And I wanted to say, you know, I'm a little bit about ever
change my mind for a while. <laughs> and and um, I do know that uh, what I see in this community is that we need to empower our businesses. And I do want to say, even though this pandemic, I've seen more black startup companies ever than I've seen in my life. Right? And, and I, I think, think that we have to note that, that and I've seen how people are starting to support each other through social media, through our mind power, through cash up businesses, doing pop-up shops. shops. I remember I was on Pennsylvania Avenue during the holiday days, and they did a pop-up shop, about 40 businesses came out there, and I think that it was a good opportunity to share our dollar in the community. And I started a thing when I was on the council called the Dream Runs. Which was, was able to leverage government tax dollars to put into smaller businesses because small businesses fail because, like, like, like my mom was saying, he can go, he goes to the bank and can't get any money to get his business up and running. And so that's true for a lot of people. A lot of great ideas that can't get up and going because we haven't figured out how to get access to capital and to keep this business going. And so I think that our one of the best city council was a seventeen. Uh, uh, building our budget every year, year. and we've done, done that by doing micro grants, and that's, a, that's, that's still a drop in the bucket when we talk about the resources we've got to give to these lots of corporations, these incentives, and people are down on people that's on welfare, on public assistance, on public housing, they say, God give all these people something. No, we give more money to these big businesses, and that dollar is going back to Virginia, Indianapolis, Florida, New York, York. We, don't we don't see those dollars come back to the community. So we're trying to change the trajectory on that as well. well. Indeed, indeed. Brother Malcolm, so what are your, what are your thoughts on, on that whole circulation of the black dollar in the black community? Well, I just want <clears throat> I just want us to take responsibility for ourselves. Um, so many times in life, you know, we just have our hands out and asking, we need help, we need help, we need help. And, you know, growing up, having so many doors slammed in my face, it made me like a little bit independent. And when I speak to people about business, I always ask them one question. If you had one word to describe yourself, what is it? And what word describes me is relentless. Everything I do, I'm going to keep going, going, and going. And I'm going to tell you, Jay, if you see me in a fight with a bear, bet <laughs> on you. No, throw honey on me. Right? <laughs> a bear going to be motivation. But I want all black people out there to do this for me. And we're talking about business and black business. Within a 10 mile radius, I want you to write the things that you desire, you want, or you need. And then research and see how many black businesses around you sell those products. If you can't find those products, start that business. Mm. Mm. Hey, that's a good segue because, cause, you know, I ain't trying to hold people too long, but that's a good segue because I was going to be like, I wanted everybody on the panel to kind of give their thoughts and ideas of, because we talked about the, the short term, mm -hmm. which is like, we, we still in the mix right now. We still got this obsession with Jordans and shoes and it's not a negative thing. It's just, it's, it's our ancestral tie to being fly. You mm -hmm. know, we just, yeah. that's just, we always been that way. So we, you know, I, so well, let, me, let me say this. Yeah, yeah. My, my perspective is a little different. 
Okay. Um, because I, I had an obsession with uh, shoes for a long time, mostly through middle school. Mm-hmm. But but for for me, it was it was a self esteem issue for me. I felt like but as you grew up, you what, left that behind. Yeah, yeah, yes, but I'm talking about during that time. Uh, I used to. I, I want to pee out hers, man. I went to pee out hers. Used to be called friendship. Mm-hmm. And we used to east over there. I used to hop the gate at lunchtime and go buy some shoes and put my shoes on at lunchtime and go throughout the school throughout the day. So when I looked at my locker, I had nothing but shoes and my not one book. But shoes, <laughs> but because it, it made me feel good. Nah, no, I understand. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. It made me feel good. I was mad when my mother and grandmother sent me to the same school as my sister because when I went to school without her, people thought I had two pairs of shoes. When I went to school with her, I can't wear her shoes anymore. People know I had those shoes on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it was crazy. And I felt good when I was a. And I ain't gonna lie. Some of the best clothes I got was when some of my cousins got locked up. I got some Salviato, some Nico balls, <laughs> some Hobo. Some madness. Yeah, 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 I was real. All this stuff was baggy. I didn't even care what size it was. I was, we, used to, we was joking yesterday, uh, and we was at the event, and I was asking people, "You remember Mayday? Mayday in school? Oh yeah, Mayday, right? Mm-hmm. You had to wear red and white." Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I wasn't going to go to school because I didn't have no fresh clothes, and I wore my stepfather's shoes to school. He wore like a size ten. You got to think about it. I'm I'm four three. And guess what type of shoes they was, Jay? K Swiss. Oh, those are like extra, extra boots. Man, I had a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played football that night. I was going to Hilly Elementary School. I looked crazy, but I felt good because I had some fresh gear on. I wasn't going to school unless I was fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that leads to, to what I'm talking about. Like, uh, sexual, like I've, I've done, you know, I think, well, I can't speak for everybody. I know I've worn two small shoes because they was expensive and I didn't care and I knew they would get me attention. And, you know, I've, I've you know, done stuff in the street. That we ain't gonna speak of, but you know, for you know, fashion things, for Sergio Takini sweat sweatsuit or, or what have you, and you know, so the, I guess it is to my point. You were saying you you kind of disagree, but what I'm saying is it's kind of like the same thing. We have this obsession to fashion and shoes because it it is tied to our self esteem and our value of ourselves. We you know we and and that's absolutely wrong. But it is what it is. That's why I think with, with a, a council of men and women in our community, it's like we can address, like, this is where we are. But what would be the, the most beneficial place for us to be? And that's what I was segue into because the same people right now that's 13, 14 are where you were when you was at PR Harris. And I know it because, you know, you know, I've been in the school system because yeah. I've seen you several times come through. And so it's like, I know that's what's on their mind because we talk about it in depth. Like it's not like a, a vague conversation. Like we have in-depth conversations about what makes our people tick because I feel the answer and the solutions to all of the questions we have about our community lies in the schools. That's where our answers are. That's where the solutions are. And you'll spell on that, Jay, what that means? Absolutely, because uh, in my 20s, plus odd years in and out dealing with DCPS, I've seen a brilliance that I've never seen before anywhere else on the planet in any other form. I've seen, I've seen God, I've seen miracles, I've seen you know, supernatural beings in the hallways of DCPS public school system. And I was like, oh, these, this is the answer to everything that uh, everybody- Hold on, Jay. Uh, nah, go ahead. Nah, you said you seen God, how he look. 
Well, he looks in the form of us, like it, it, it's various forms, but in, in the form in the form of black men and black women, I've seen it, and you know that's subjective to me. But the question was to me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's what everybody should believe. I'm not even saying that people should believe what I'm saying. The question was like, what have I seen? And that that is what I feel I've, I've experienced through dealing with young people in our city, in our community on an intimate level for over 20 years. I have seen the answers to our problems, but it's misguided and misdirected. So there that will become the segue to, to, to my last and final question as to what are, are the suggestions long term, you know, to, to, to still, uh, um, I guess, propel black businesses and black entrepreneurship and a way to make money for ourselves, but also that long term contradiction of our, you know, addiction per se, you know, that's tied into our self esteem and, you know, our value with these material things. Like, what can we do? moving forward. And I want to start with, with Dave because I haven't heard from Dave. And then it'll come down the line. So after Dave... Oh, shit, man. I'm Super Dave. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. My bad. My bad. Right. No problem, good brother. Right. I see your greatness. <laughs> when I close my eyes. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm, I, I definitely um, agree that it lies in the, um, the hearts and minds of, of the young people. And... Um, as for the businesses, I just think more leaning toward um, and, and more moving toward the business model that Brother Ock has set up, um, uh, where the money is funneling into the community through something that we're, you know, uh, that we need, you know, but people need clothes, people need, you know, um, services like you were saying about finding something that's a necessity, and if it's not, you know, uh, there, uh, you know, build upon that, and I think that that's one of the answers because uh, going back to what Trey was saying, um, we need capital. That's the, the bottom line is to move a, a community forward. One of the things that's essential is, is capital and that's not always necessarily, you know, money per se, but just, you know, equity, you know, the ability to, um, you know, deal and move and things of that nature. So, and, and I think that starts with us bringing the money to ourselves and like Jay, like, you know, like you were saying, not going out to, uh, you know, Annapolis or wherever you're going to the malls to get it, but funneling it back through the community. So I, that's um, paramount. I think one of the most important things um, beyond like the idea of, of working with the mindset, you know, of the young, which starts in the schools. So, but yeah, yeah, that capital and that's the way to do it is to get more of the businesses. So, uh, Trey, you said what, 28% yep. in D.C.? So we get the 50% and something like that, you know, let's- uh, Start making some moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's my contribution. Thank I ain't you. saying nothing else, Thank man. Thank you, Super Dave. Gentlemen. So well, Brother Malcolm, you already said something that was extraordinary and about the, like, the 10 mile radius joint, but you know, if you want to expand, because that's kind of like super solution based right there. Right. Like, Crazy well, first of all, I just want to let the people know that uh, Treyon has uh, loans for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you need it, contact him. Go, loans. go to him, DM him. And and you know, got to pay back. And just, pay tell him, back. just tell him that you need it, and he <laughs> said he got you. <laughs> they said, Booster said, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. But seriously, um, I want to uh, definitely uh, put, uh, I don't have the money, but I got the services. 
And uh, what I mean by that, I got some knowledge. So if Brother Jay and Super Dave will have me and Treyon back, and we can discuss this on, on, on a weekly basis, you know, on about, about financial uh, education, about business, you know, about building our community. So, you know, people come to the beach all the time and actually come in and, I, and, and, and discuss business with me. And I don't mind talking with them. Don't come to my store tomorrow. Don't. <laughs> don't do it. We're going to have a line tomorrow. We're going to have a line tomorrow. Oh, look at this line going to the city, bitch. Are they out there for the Jordans? Are they out there for the information? They're not. All right, but nah, honestly, you know, since Saturday, I actually talked to four people about business and the ideas I had, you know, young entrepreneurs. And this is a platform, and Jay has been getting me, trying to get me down here for Ever. Five years, Jay. Yeah, that's my first time. Oh yeah, we we down we downtown uh historic Anacostia inside yeah. the Anacostia Art Center. Nubian human. That's right. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Black owned, black, black woman owned, uh woman, black woman, woman, beautiful black woman. Everything I'm, in I'm, here. Fact, is black owned. A, a beautiful black woman. Indeed. I'm, I'm gonna try again. Anika, you gonna come over here? Who's in the building? Hey, you hey, in the building? If you know me, now. you know me. <laughs> but, <laughs> stay away, nigga. Don't go over there. I'm trying to tell you. But um, you know, as I was saying about, you know, talking to you know, young people, old people, it doesn't matter. We all need help and advice. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely, I got my door open and we're gonna do it together. So, um, like, it's, like I said, it took me five years to, to get down here in, 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 in this spot and it's a beautiful spot. And Jay was like, oh man, come here, it's five, about time you come down here. <laughs> I get here, the man has no adverbs, no food. <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, on on, on um, March the fourth at six p.m., we are going to do uh, a Ward Eight financial investment seminar uh, on social media. It's going to be on my social media platforms. I pretty much share it with you guys, and we do stuff like this uh, periodically. We just did one on um, home buying and home equity, explaining the, the power of the dollar instead of taking your money, dumping it in an apartment, and somebody else is getting that money and getting equity off that building. You can own your own property. Uh, we've done. Uh, we just did one last week about nonprofits empowering nonprofits to get uh, more acclimated in the city. We, uh, a lot of nonprofits pretty much closed down and went out of business or stopped doing what they were doing, but the people are still here needing the service more now than ever. And so we've been doing a series of those through social media platforms. Ben's though, it's COVID. You can't have a lot of people in the space. We've been still keeping that information going. There's a few grants that's out. I'll put them on my uh, social media tomorrow for those aspiring nonprofits or nonprofits or businesses that want to take advantage of community-based resources. Uh, so March the 4th at 6 p.m. will be on my Zoom and Facebook platform uh, talking about uh, investments, financial literacy, and what you need to do more inside the school. Indeed. Indeed. Inside the home. Indeed. 
um, it's, it's young as it's babies. We need to start teaching our babies as early as possible about financial literacy and how to uh, expand our, our dollar um, and make it grow. So, Indeed, yep. indeed. And lastly, I just want to uh, com commend both of you brothers, Brother Malcolm yeah. and Brother Trayon, for, for taking this situation and uh, making it into something positive because the, you know, the social media narrative was kind of getting out of hand and people was, you know, tending to like pick sides. And you know, I, I appreciate you both being open to my invitation to come and sit down and meet. That takes a lot of character as men uh, and, and it's much appreciated, not just by myself, but by the rest of you know, the community because y'all both are very strong pillars in this community that are essential. Y'all are very necessary, both of you. And, and you know it's, it's very much appreciated. Also, like to thank you, Dave, for uh, oh, yeah, setting no this up last minute. You know, yeah, what I'm saying yeah, and realizing yeah. the importance that the yeah, community yeah, sees. I was definitely like, nah. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> last night, and then we told me the situation. But I do want to real quick uh, before we wrap up. I want to ask you guys. Um, uh, first of all, seeing like the uh, the response that the back and forth got. Um, First of all, there's a lot of people that ride for both of y'all hard. Like, right. Like, so man. Hard. Like, what the F? But, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, is there anything specific that you want to say to those people? I, I, I do, man. I think that um, one of the things I was going to post and just leave it like that was going to say unity or non-existence. Mm -hmm. And we're in a unique time and space. We, we can't afford to be divided in the city. Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing that uh, the, 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 our population is shrinking drastically. Like this used to be Chocolate City, almost 80% African-American, um, and now we are less than 47%. And the census is being done in 2020, we get those results. Um, and so we, 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 we and, and it sounds cliches, but we're stronger together. And so when I saw the response, because when I, when, I, when I did the video, I wasn't really thinking City Beats. And it caused my like, damn, that is a black-owned business. I think I mentioned that, and I tried to focus on the narrative in which I was trying to get across. And people still took it to City Beats. Um, and I think that it allowed me to dial back and say, hold on, man, I don't want to damage another black man's business, right? right. Or any person's for that matter, but specifically somebody I know, you know? Mm. Um, and, I, and, and I think that that narrative needs to be explained that we can sit down as brethren and talk and agree and joke and joan, and, and at the end of the day, we still go home to our families. Mm -hmm. And that's what's most important. Yeah, right. yeah. And anything specific you want to say to the people? Vote Trey on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he said he's going to pay me to say that stuff. <laughs> I had to do what I had to do, man. Hey, remember the dude uh, ran around, ran across the Super Bowl naked yeah. and told on himself, mm -hmm. don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't, That's don't your message for the people. Don't, okay. don't, ever, don't ever tell on yourself, man. <laughs> they asked you, was it you? Say, it might have been you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would admit it, man. Go ahead and take us home, Dave. All right, man. So, on behalf of myself, Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, Super. on behalf of DC's native son, hey. the SE3 representative, Jay Sun, hey. and our two esteemed guests, the brother Ark and Trayon White, we want to thank you guys for checking out this very special episode of the Neighborish Livecast, man. We come together um, in, in the spirit of unity and brotherhood. It's so necessary, and I'm so glad um, that this has happened. Thank you guys so much for checking it out and rocking with us. Uh, we'll be back next Monday, 11 a.m. 
uh, like we always do. Uh, I'm gonna uh, get brother off on the show. We gotta get uh, Trey on back on there. Without to food, him. you won't see us. <laughs> I need a sandwich, Subway. Uh, sandwich. I got you. I got you. Don't even worry about it. I got you, bro. You know. I, I, but uh, yeah, we gonna uh, we gonna get Jay back in there too. I don't know about yeah. Jay, but uh, he, he's, he's I made it back tonight. He's focused on his music career right now. He's on his uh. He's doing uh, well. I was about to say he's on his Kanye West. He was doing some modeling at one point. Walking around with a shirt on. Hey man. The baby over. Hey man. Slow motion. <laughs> man, wrap the show up, baby. Come on. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, no. Hey man, y'all be safe. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves and each other. It's always love. Peace. Peace. Peace.